Hello, hello, hello. And welcome to WDGS on your podcast station. This is your girl, Frida. I'm your host. Here to bring you the most of what did God say. And my, oh my, oh my, you must listen to this full episode today on what did God say. I want to talk to you about three things. Three things that will keep you to help you to become a survivor in a storm. Right now, one of the things that's going up and down the East Coast is a storm. And one thing about a storm, there's not a person with enough power and enough money to stop a storm. No matter how gifted you may be, no matter how talented, no matter how much anointing that rests upon your life, the first thing to understand surviving a storm is to respect the power of God. You have to ever notice how they call these hazardous Weather conditions, acts of God. You ever notice that no matter what religion a person is, no matter what denomination that they fellowship and follow, one thing is for certain that whenever there's hazardous weather conditions of hurricanes and tornadoes, they always title them an act of God. And we as people and human beings can never overpower the act of God. No matter how many machines people have, I want you to think about this. You can be a trillionaire living in a mansion, but the acts of God can tear a mansion down and your millions cannot make you survive. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. I want to give you these three surviving tips of a storm. The first tip is the respect of God. I remember when we were kids and whenever there was lightning in the midst of the storm. Some storms don't carry lightning. But whenever there was lightning in the midst of the storm and the rains, My grandmother would always make us respect the move of God. And she would tell us to get away from the windows, put away the paper, and be still and be quiet. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Sometime in the midst of a storm, you need to exercise just being still and being quiet and respecting what God is doing in the earth. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. This is the power of God moving in the earth that he created. When I looked at the news this morning, and one of the things the news anchor said is that there were boats down in Orlando. If you saw the news, he said they were tossed around like toy boats in a bathtub. Do you understand the weight of those boats? But yet, no man could stop God's hand from the destruction of what was occurring. 
The best thing that we can do to survive in a storm, again, number one, is to respect the move of God. Number two is we need to respect the anointed vessels of God. So often people do not understand the power that God has given on a person. Oh, I need to say that again. So often people don't understand the power that God giveth in a person. When That's why it's so important when God say, touch not my anointed. Because we don't understand the power of that person when an anointing rests upon their lives. Oh, I hope somebody grab this. You must get this because that anointed vessel that God has granted the power can be the person that saved your life in the midst of a storm. And I don't mean because they throwing you out of life, Ralph. I mean because whenever there's an anointed vessel in the midst of your company, in your city, in your building, in your house, in the midst of a storm. God will honor that anointed person, position, and their prayers. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. I'm going to give you some footnotes to back up what I'm saying. I don't want you to think that it's about putting nobody on a pedestal. When you respect something, that means you're willing to do no harm. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. You don't want to do anything to harm God when you truly love and respect him. You don't want to do anything to hurt and harm God's anointed vessel when you learn to respect and love them. And the third thing is operating in God's divine wisdom. Did you get those three things? This is what's going to help you survive in the storm. How do you survive? I'm going to run through them one more time. Respect God power. Respect God anointing. Respect God divine wisdom. What do I mean by respecting God divine wisdom? There are many people that are on this planet. And they operate in a divine wisdom. These are people that walk in a gift or talent. You want to be among those people when it come time of the storm. These are people who have the wisdom to help you survive. These are people who can think strategically outside of the box. These are people who also have the strength and the courage to drive helicopters. These are people who have the courage. That's why we need to Respect the essential workers, the firemen, the policemen, the, 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 the military. These are the people who have been trained and, 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 and enhanced the talent. Listen to me. To know how to operate in their rescue mindset in the midst of a storm. If you got any of those people among you, that too is a blessing. I want to tell you how much of a blessing it is to survive in a storm. Now, when you don't have any of those essential workers, and even if you do, now one thing for certain and two things for sure, 
If they come with an anointing, that's a double dose of blessing. But if you don't have any essential workers and no military skilled individuals to help you survive, you want to definitely make sure you have an anointed person in your perimeter. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. You want to make sure that there's an anointed person close proximity in your perimeter. Because I'm going to enlighten you how an anointed person has the power and ability given by God. Don't get it twisted. To cause a storm to cease. To cause a storm to turn around. To cause a storm to not come to your door. And I'm not just talking about the, the physical storm that's natural. In the atmosphere, I'm talking about even the storms of life. You know, one of the greatest storms I believe that we all have encountered, if you've ever lost a loved one, is that storm of grief. Because just like a natural storm of disaster, we don't know how long it's going to last and we don't know how much damage it's going to do to our lives. Nobody knows how long their grief will last. That's why I'm a firm believer that people have to go through their own grieving process. But one thing I try to encourage them when you do, let it be a healthy grieving. Not a grief that make you sick. But you never know how long a grief will last when you lose a loved one. And you never know how much damage it will do to your heart and mind. Until it occurs. Did you get that? I hope somebody grabbed that. When the storms of life are raging. Physically as well as through natural disaster. You want to always make sure that you have an anointed person. Positioned in your presence. Again, if they're not in your house. You want to hope they're in your neighborhood. You want to hope there's many of them in your city. When I think back on Sodom and Gomorrah, even though Lot Uncle Abraham was not there, he had an anointing that rests upon his life. And so the prayers that Abraham put forth is what saved his nephew and his nephew family from being consumed by the death angels. When they were living between the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. When you want to survive a storm. Whether it be a storm that's raging in your finances, in your family. Or in your faith. You want to make sure that if you know an anointed person is in the midst. An anointed vessel is in your presence. Nearby, somewhere. You want to make sure that you do everything that's possible to be at peace with that person because it is that person where the anointed vessel rests in a place that the power of God also resides. You don't get that, do you? I hope you do. That's where the power of God has been given. Do you understand how important the power of an anointed person is in your proximity? I have a cousin. Her name was Enola. 
We called her baby sister. Some people called her Evangelist Maria. But one thing about being in her presence, whenever we went to her house, if there was a storm, if there was somebody predicting a storm in my city to come through, I would gather my children and go to my cousin's house. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. I knew that she was an anointed vessel. And if there was going to be any covering of protection, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. It would be when we was in the safety of her household. You don't understand how important it is when you have an anointed person in your proximity. Especially if there's one in your home. I want to tell you a true live fact. I have a friend. She was driving back from Georgia to Florida one day. And the rains were so heavy. She said to me, she said, you know, I can't even see my way. And she was traveling alone. And it was dangerous. She said the cars she couldn't even see on the highway. So as she was telling me this, the Spirit of God encouraged me to begin to break out in a prayer. So I began to pray. I began to pray for God to clear her pathway. I began to pray for God to be able to clear her pathway. I said, God, clear her pathway so she can see the way. Lord, it's getting near dark. And as she traveled along, God, I said, I know you got the power to immediately cease a storm. And as I was praying, and I, I can't tell you every word I said, because in the midst of the anointing, sometimes you don't know what you're going to say till the anointing give you utterance. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. So as I was praying for my friend, immediately she began to say a few minutes into the prayer, and it might have been just one or two minutes, which is not long when you're talkative. She said, oh, thank you, Jesus. She began to say, thank you, Jesus. She said, Alfreda, it completely stopped. Oh, I hope y'all grab this. She said, it completely stopped. Not that it trickled down. Not that it started fuzzing down. She said, it completely stopped. And the way was clear so she can continue to proceed. I'm not trying to let somebody think that I'm above anything other than what God has instructed within me. I hope y'all grab this. Throughout my journey in life, I learned something. I tell many people, if you've been listening to my podcast, I learned something at nine years old. And that was the power of prayer. And the reason that it resonated with me from nine years old, the power of it, is because the manifestation I lost something at nine years old playing in my neighbor's yard. And we could not find it. And at the time, because my mother had purchased this gift for me and she didn't want me to wear it because she told me it carried some value. And she didn't want me to play in it and lose it. And I assured her that I had this responsibility in me. See, I knew at nine years old. That's why when people get to talking and trying to teach and tell people, I can teach you how to be a prophet. I can teach you how to walk in anointing. You cannot teach those things. You can give people fundamental teachings of them. But for the anointing to rest upon a person's life, it must come directly from God. You can teach them all the fundamentals you want. 
But if that anointing didn't come from the wound to rest upon their lives, you just got somebody who talented. Oh, I hope y'all get that. That's a whole nother teaching. When the prophet went to Jesse in the Bible, and he told Jesse that God said, you got an anointed child among you. And this is how we mess up from surviving. Because we don't even understand. And if we understand, we don't respect what God has placed in the midst of us. You need to respect the anointing that God places in the midst of you. Because that anointed person that's placed in the midst of you, let me tell you something. It generates blessings in your own household. Blessings that you wouldn't even imagine. Unspeakable blessings. Blessings where something was going to happen against you, but God turned it around for your good because of the anointed vessel that was in the midst. You might have asked them to pray for you. And whatever was going to happen, it shifted. See, this is when we get evidence to know that the anointing rests upon somebody's life. We can't be looking at people In the carnal eye, we have to look at the anointed, the anointed vessel. Let me go back to Jesse. When the prophet got to Jesse's house, he had sent a message before he got there that I'm going to come to your house. And I want you to have your sons prepared. Because I'm going to anoint one to become the king. So Jesse, just like most people. He rationalized in his logical reasoning. Well, I'm sure if it's going to be a king, it's going to be my older boys. So I have all them prepared and lined up. And when the prophet went through each child and touched them, he said unto Jesse, he looked at him. He said, do you not have any more children? Because see, all them brothers he touched They was not the ones. And Jesse said, well, I just have my little bitty son that's out there in the field. The prophet said, go get him. Bring him in here. And when he brought him in there and the prophet touched him, he knew that he would be the king because the anointing rests upon his life. In 2017, my neighbor called me at the time and she woke me up and she said are you up and are you dressed she said a hurricane is coming through not a storm but a hurricane I said wow inland you know we're not near any water but see this is where we gotta respect God because the, 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 the acts of God can occur anywhere yes it's more logical to be near water but that's not always the case we don't know where God is going to decide because we're not God. He said, our thoughts are not his thoughts and our ways are not his ways. So I told her I was awake, but I wasn't dressed. And she instruct me. See, we're going back to instructions of people of wisdom. She was my elder. She said, get up, get dressed. And as I grabbed my clothes, let me tell y'all something. Before I could put them on, I could hear. God began to, I began to pray. And God said, I want you to, I want you to listen with your spiritual ear. 
And it's like I could hear a hurricane from a distance. And it was sounding like a transfer train. Y'all got to get this. And I could hear the train from a distance like it was coming closer. But it was the sound that the hurricane was making. I never experienced anything like this. So I had to listen with my spiritual ear. And I had to listen to the spiritual instructions that God gave me. Because once my neighbor got off the phone, this is what God said. Grab your clothes and grab your weapon. And when I grabbed my Bible, oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. And my flashlight, I got in the hallway. And I had my tools with me. And I sat there and I I got dressed. And the sound was getting closer. And I opened my Bible because the power went out. And I had my flashlight. But I thank God it was daytime. And as I began to read Psalms 91, which I'm going to enclose at the end of this podcast for you all to hear it and play it when you find yourself somewhere that you need to be covered and protected. I want you to say these words that I'm going to give to you. Or listen to them and repeat them with me in this podcast. But I sat there and I began to read Psalms 91. And I kept reading it over. And all of a sudden, the wind from the hurricane, it came through. I could hear it. It's like underneath the doorways, you can hear the ground moving. Oh, I hope y'all get this. I could hear the ground underneath me moving. And once it passed over and it was quiet and I prayed and I said, okay, God, I never had this experience. Should I open the door now? I waited a minute. And once I opened the door and I called my neighbor, I called a chick on Miss Lily. And she was fine. And I was fine. And I told her I'm going to open my door. Because I do believe the hurricane has passed over. And y'all got to get this. Listen to me. This is why I'm telling you what I'm telling you. Because of what my eyes have seen. I'm not telling you something. I can tell you things that occurred in the Bible. But I can also tell you things that happened in my real life. Hello. When we got up and I opened the door. And I stepped out on the porch and she stepped out on her porch. We were just amazed because everything behind us was just damaged. Roofs off the buildings, trees just everywhere. It looked almost like a war zone, y'all. Everything across the street, trampolines, furniture, fixtures, it was just just in like a like a distorted, like somebody came through there and just threw everything around. Everything, listen to me, right across the street when we could stand and look and see. And everything to my left, when I went up the streets, it was just like a war zone, y'all. Trees was everywhere, power lines down. Everything to the right, same way. But right there in that script, oh, I hope somebody had get this. From the corner from where me and Miss Lily lived, from that corner where there was a church, all the way to the end of that street, nothing was untouched. 
Nobody lost a roof off of their house. Nobody plants or nothing was disrupted because Miss Lily had a lot of them. In their yard, the garden was not uprooted. You don't hear what I'm saying. When an anointed person is in position, you don't understand how much that's a blessing. Now I'm telling you a true life story of how everything where we lived was protected and covered. Just our little script side of the street. I'm talking about not in front of us, but just along that side. So I told Miss Lily, I said, Miss Lily, when the hurricane came through, at first I want to thank you for making sure I got on up and got dressed. I didn't realize it was that close because it was moving real fast, y'all. In a matter of minutes, in a matter of minutes, your life can be swift away. Minutes. Nothing planned out. You don't have time to even think fast sometimes. Because that's just how fast the hurricane was coming. That's why you want to be around somebody who has God's wisdom and they have strategic thinking. And they don't and they don't get nervous. You you don't hear what I'm saying. You need to respect the with the utmost those three things. God God anointed vessel and God people of wisdom. Because those survivors that are out there to rescue people, they are utilizing their divine wisdom. And those people who cannot get to, they can't get to, let me tell you, somewhere, somewhere, I'm, I'm a firm believer that a lot of things that come up in our lives that destroys and damage us is that when we disrespect what should be respected. I'm, I'm just being honest. Miss Lily told me, she said, I got in my hallway because they made these houses on the same, you know, kind of strategic building plan. And she said, I got my Bible and I read Psalms 91. And I said, oh my goodness, Miss Lily, I did the exact same thing. You don't hear what I'm saying. There's never been a place that I've lived from the first time I ever lived somewhere on my own with a roommate. I talked to her one day and I was going to leave and I said, you know, my part of the rent, unless I get another job. She said, Alfreda, I'll pay your part to keep you in my presence. You don't hear what I'm saying. So we move on through, through my life journey. Every place I lived, every apartment, every neighborhood. There was never a person who ever wanted me to move out of that apartment complex. Never apartment manager. Never a neighbor. All my neighbors, once they got to know me. See, once they got to understand and respect an anointed person in the midst. They were delighted to make sure. They were also protectors. Many of them, they stood guard. Over my life. Even when I first moved to where I'm living now. God had a stranger. You don't hear me now. To walk up to me. And, and, and say to me. They introduced themselves. They said we look out for one another. 
We got you. I introduced myself. They called me Miss A. Because I couldn't see my car. My car don't sit where I can look out the window. She said, don't worry, Miss A. We look out. God will place people in positions. You don't hear what I'm saying. When I raised my children, my two sons, two of them, even my daughters, they got a protected spirit about their mother. Because they recognize the anointing. I got a child, she just always believed. If you in the midst, mother, I'm going to always be blessed. If you just say a prayer, I know I'm going to get this. I know I'm going to get that. I just need you to pray for me. Y'all, let me tell you something, because I'm not boosting and bragging on myself. I'm just trying to enlighten you how important it is for your life to survive when you got an anointed vessel in the midst of your presence and proximity. My goodness. When Jesus, listen to me, was on the boat. That's why I got to talk to you like I'm talking to you. Now, I had to tell you about me, but I got to tell you about what Jesus did. If you look at Matthew's, and I'll footnote this. I'll copy and paste it in this podcast. Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 through 27. See, when an anointed vessel is in your presence and proximity, it says, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. Do you get that? He might then ask them to come in. Don't say, but it said they followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea. Insomuch that the ship was covered with the waves. But you know what Jesus was doing? He was chilling. He was asleep. And his disciples came to him and they woke him. And they said, Lord, save us. See what I'm talking about? Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. He said, because they said, if you don't save us, we're going to perish. And Jesus arose and he said unto them, why are ye fearful? See, they had enough sense to respect God. So they were scared. They should have been. But this is what Jesus said unto them. He said, oh, ye of little faith. Then he arose and he rebuked the wind and the sea. And there was a great calm. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. That the men marveled, saying, what manner of man is this? That even the winds and the sea obey him. It's nothing more powerful than to be in the presence and proximity of an anointed person. It's what I'm saying. I was laying in my bed another incident that happened in that same house. And one night it was storming real bad. And there's a tree that sit outside that house. And just like where I live now, every time it's a strong wind and a storm, I always pray for God to allow that tree 
to keep root. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed this. See, that's why you got to respect an anointed person because they will know how to pray and what to pray for. Things that we take for granted and we may not even consider. I think about my neighbors downstairs. I think about myself upstairs, especially when that tree, because if that tree uproot, we both may be affected by what can happen. So in my prayers, through every storm, through every strong wind, I pray for God to not allow that tree to uproot. I say, God, keep it anchored and keep the limbs in place. See, everybody don't know to pray that. Don't let a limb fall, not only on my, my apartment, but theirs either. This is how I pray, whatever God placed me to stay. I always pray for my community. And I want to encourage you all to do the same. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your community. Pray for your city. Pray for your state. Pray for your country. But wherever you God placed you to stay, you definitely want to pray. Now, you don't live all over the world. But wherever you stay, you definitely want to pray. I pray for everybody in this building. I pray for everybody in this apartment complex. And I want you to know something. I've seen some little changes. I prayed when I first got here. Some stuff that I felt the property manager really should pay attention to. And that was the grounds. Because they looked a hot mess. I didn't say anything to them. Because I don't need to. I just prayed about it. And since I've been here, they put out mulch for the second time. They cleaned the breezeway. Because the curb appearance just didn't look appealing. And I thought that got to be a piss poor manager. And yes, I'm going to say it on my podcast. And I don't know if they listen. To allow people to, to receive their rent and not have more care about the appearance of the property. That's just not right. And I'm for the right. So what I want to say before I read this Psalms 91 today. Be careful if you want to survive in the storm. Respect God. Respect his anointed vessels. And respect, respect God's divine wisdom that he give people that can care for you and rescue you. Essential workers. Respect their prospective places. You know, as I was saying, I was laying there one night in that same house. And and back in, I think, the same year, 2017. It was just a whole lot that occurred all the way into the January 2018. We got snow there. You know, the beginning of the year. So we went through something. And I, and I believe we're going to go through something this winter. That's why if you got an anointed person near you. You don't know what type of act of God that's coming this winter. You want to make sure. See, them the people that can pray to clear your pathway. You might be knee deep in snow, but that person could pray. And all of a sudden, here come the snow trucks moving stuff out the way. You'll never know. Look how when Jesus rebuilt the wind. He got disciples right there with him. 
So you know what that means? They had some anointing on them because Jesus picked them. But they didn't have the faith. Because if they had the faith with anointing that rests upon their lives, because there are levels of anointing. Now that somebody might can teach you. They may can't teach you to be anointed, but they can teach you about the levels of anointing. Jesus' anointing gave him enough faith to speak to the wind and to the sea. So when you got a highly anointed vessel in your presence, that faith of that individual is what supersedes other levels of anointing. So when I was laying there in that same house and I thought about that tree and I said, God, that storm was just, it it was raining so hard, you all. And the winds were heavy. And I said, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I have faith to believe just so I can get a good night's sleep. I said, Lord, will you rebuke the wind and the rain? And listen to me, y'all. Listen, I'm, I'm trying to tell you something that I know that happened in my true life. Immediately, it ceased. Immediately, it ceased. I have a prayer warrior, a spiritual sister. She talked about the storm right now, this current storm coming straight through the pathway where she live. I, I reached out to her to check on her. I reached out to my son down in Orlando to check on one of my sons. And, and I said to them, I said, look, I'm praying for you. When I checked on them again this morning, the, the lady who is, 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 is my anointed sister in the word of God, she said, Pastor Alfreda, it took a turn. It was headed straight through the city she lived in. But she said the storm took a turn. They were not entrenched in water. They just had a small power outage. She said, but the power has been restored. Restored. You don't hear me now. My son said he was safe. He told me yesterday he trying to stay safe. But I followed up this morning. He is safe. And I said, okay, we'll just be mindful going out because there's a lot of water and a lot of damage. What am I saying, people? You need to survive and storms will always be. As long as there's seed, time, and harvest and the earth remain, there will always be a storm. Be it naturally or physically. Something will always occur in our lives. And that's why it's so important that when people sit around, and I got to say this because this is what the Holy Spirit is leading me to say. When you think you're hurting an anointed person, when you think you are hurting an anointed person, just like what the scripture said, even if you took my life, You did not kill my soul. And let me tell you something. There are people that being repaid in this season for affecting and damaging people who done died and gone, but they didn't treat right. And sometimes you ever, and people be like, well, why bad things happen to good people? Well, how do you know they were good? Jesus said, don't call nobody good. 
But we don't never know who that was anointed that they touched. And even at the death of that person, they still paid the penalty. You don't hear me now. The word of God said not just them. He said, but even their children to the third and the fourth generation. They own family. See, that's why you got to be careful. Because you can hurt one person that can destroy your whole household. Oh God, I hope somebody grab this. How much do you really love your loved ones? That's why I'm a firm believer when the Bible says, Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. I will repay. There's not a person that I ever sit and revenge. You know, that's one thing I tell people. No matter how people have done things that have disrespected me, how they have lied on me, how they have persecuted me, assassinated my character. But God be my secret judge. I ain't no person that sit. And I got to drop what we call drop a dime. I don't need to call nobody but my father. And even in doing that, let me tell you something. I don't speak cruel prayers against nobody. That's not my, that's not my MO. There's somebody who recently published some lies about me. And I know some stuff on them I could have tied they world down last year. I'm just saying. But I have to answer to God for that. You don't get what I'm saying. This is how the anointed person that I am stay up on my life. There was a lady that used to date my husband and sleep with him. And even though she got sick, you know what I did? I prayed for God to heal her and make her well. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord, and I shall repay. I'm not finna block my blessings. You don't hear me now. Trying to retaliate. Because you can get by, but you will never get away with it. Never, ever, ever. And most importantly, I love my family. And I don't want nothing that I do, even my thoughts and from my heart. I got to pray that stuff out for me. Because I don't want to, if, even if I die, I don't want to the, my generation, my children to suffer and their children to suffer. Y'all got to get this. You got to be careful if you want to survive a storm. How you respect God. Respect God's anointed vessel. And respect the people who God has given divine wisdom and talent to that may have to come in and rescue your life. This thing real, everybody. And it's no thing to play with either. But I'm a firm believer. If you want to block your blessings and knock your blessings, mistreat the wrong person. Mistreat the wrong person. I'm going to tell you, when those disciples followed Jesus, just think if Jesus wasn't in the midst of the temperance of the storm to rebuke the wind and the sea. No doubt, if God didn't reach down and save them, the sea would have consumed them. And many of us, and I say us, are alive because of the respect that we gave to God, to the anointed person, and to 
people who exercise in divine wisdom. I know my cousin prayed for me. In the year of 2000, the millennia, they were saying, and I'm going to say this and read that passage for protection. They said that the world was going to come to an end. They had hyped up all this about transitioning. The computers was going to black out everything and the world was going to come to an end at the year 2000. And I was sitting there with my children. They were young then. And all of a sudden, before the strike of midnight in 2000, I got a knock at the door. It was my brother, his wife, and their children. And then after they came in, another brother knocked at the door. And he came in. One that, one that had robbed me of my own father inheritance. And I let him in. I'm talking about robbed me big time. Because my dad had left something in writing just for me to take care of. But he didn't give me that opportunity. I told he got that information and gave it to his mother whom my father had divorced. But you think I fell out with them? Absolutely not. Because I'm a firm believer what God has for you is for you. And no matter how many people try to come against you, no matter how many people try done took from you, ain't no try to take but have taken from you. I'm a firm believer that nobody can take anything from you that God intends for you to have. Yeah, they may slow up some progress, but if God means for you to have it, guess what? You're going to get it anyhow, no matter what they thought they did to come against you. Then the next thing you know, I had another knock at the door. He had a third brother. And he came with his family. And at the time, he didn't know how I was going to react. Because something had occurred between him and his wife that wasn't right. And I actually had told her, if I see her, it wasn't going to be nice if I see her in the street. But you know what? I still opened my door. And when I say she did something real horrible and illegal, and it wasn't against me, but it was against my own child. So that was a lot to swallow, but I'm not a vengeful person. I know how to place people in God's hand. So I let them all in. I said, well, what's going on? All y'all showed up at my house. Let me tell you what my first brother said. He said, sis, if the world gonna come to an end, he said, this is where we want it to be. Because we feel if God going to protect and cover and keep anybody to survive, you don't hear me not. We back to that word. He said he going to have your house covered. I said, my God. They had more faith in the anointing that rests upon my life than they did to stay in their own houses. Because me and my children, we was already planted. You must be careful. Very also careful. Because it is those people. This is why. This is why you should not touch God's anointed. Because it is that person, especially if they are in proximity of where you where you place your head. It is those people that have a, God has heard and honored their prayers to protect not just them, but you too. That's why you shouldn't touch God's anointed. 
Because for everything that anointed person could speak over your life and into your life, in your proximity, that's going to be a blessing for your life. Oh, I hope somebody grabbed that. Let me go ahead and read this passage real quick. Because some of you all may not crack your Bibles open. So I want to read Psalms 91. Mm, My goodness. Psalms chapter 91, verse 1 through 16. He, meaning he or she, that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. See, you don't, you get that. Did you get that? I, I'm not going to dissect it because that will extend me past, past my, my put a pin point. But when you got a person who dwells under the Almighty, that means that's an anointed person. It said that person shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. That means God got us covered. And they said, I will say unto the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. That's me right now. You can put my name, your name, and anybody else's name who got that kind of faith. And that's how I talk to God. I say to God. You are my refuge and my strength and my fortress. And in you, God, will I trust. See, everybody can say it just like you can say this words. But do you mean it from your heart? See, I mean it wholeheartedly. That's what separates the anointed. That's what separated for Jesus to be able to rebuke the storm. Did you get that? It was because of his faith to trust in God Almighty. Verse um, verse 3 says, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snares of the fowlers and from the noisome pestilence, that's diseases. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust his truth. I hope y'all getting this. Shall he be shielded? He gonna be shielded. When you just trust, his truth shall be thy shield. When you trust God, truth, it shall be your shield. See, I trust the word of God. That's why my business is what did God say. My ministry is what did God say. My coaching and mentorship is what did God say. Because I trust every word. And if you, if you have some disbelief, guess what? I love you. I'm going to trust God for you too. That's why I want God to bless your life. It says he shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust and his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Let me put a a pen right there real quick and and ask you to forgive me. I want to just read this in its entirety. This is what God has instructed me because some of you all are going to need to just sit there and replay and listen to it in the midst of the storm. Psalm 91, 1 through 16. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, and Him will I trust. Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shall thy trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. 
Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall fall by thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thy eyes shall thy behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thy dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the young lion and the dragon, shall thy trample under feet. Because he hath set his love upon me, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high, because he has known my name. He shall call upon me, Hmm. And I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. I have read Psalms 91 verse 1 through 16. I want you all to go in peace. Continue to read that. When you hear the storms that are raging, and not just from the act of God, but whatever you're going through in your life. Because the more you continue to read that and ingest that, you'll begin to feel God's power and protection over your life. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. As always, you know, I'm not being anticipation of extending my podcast uh, as lengthy sometimes. But I had to get this to somebody who needs to understand surviving the storm. We are just beginning the beginning of the fall. And there are several acts of God that's going to come through in the atmosphere this fall and this winter. You want to be positioned. You want to be protected. And you want to be covered. There's nothing you can do to stop the hand of God. But there's one thing you can do to survive the storm. And that is respect God, respect his vessel, and respect the divine wisdom that he give us to be survivors. And until the next podcast upload for you to be able to download and saturate, may the blessings from heaven flow, flow, flow down into your lives. Meet all of your needs, even the things your heart desires, as you continue to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prosper. And I thank and appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in to WDGS on your Anchor, Spotify, Apple, 
Whatever platform you listen from, podcast station, I bid you a beautiful, blessed, and wonderful night. And don't forget to pray for those who have been affected by the disaster. Remember, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. It should not make anybody in this world you want to hurt or harm. Because that knocks your blessing. So we're going to bless the people. In spite of no matter. I don't know what none of those people did. We lost some people in this tragedy. But we're going to pray for their families. Keep them lifted up. And make sure and pray that they have the proper. Necessary. Finances and favor. If they don't have the finances. That God will grace them with the favor. For somebody to help them. You know place their loved ones away because sometimes we're not always in a position to carry insurance and and that's that's a whole nother topic but I want to just tell you all how much I love you I do I appreciate all my listening audience and sometimes you may not understand my rhyme my reason and the way I move but just like with the Christ sometimes we can be at peace you see how Jesus went to sleep Sometimes you got to distance yourself, even when people trying to follow you. And that's why I'm in this season. I'm in this season of detachment to pursue a passion. And sometimes things, I'm, I'm at peace with a lot of things. It got to it gotta take a person to just really, 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 really continue, 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 continue in the same thing. That I know is not right for for me to get to feeling like I feel. But as long as we be respectful and we show love to our neighbors and kindness. Listen, it always opens blessings for your life. For some things you stand in the need of, you want God to do for you. And that's how I always taught my children. Be mindful how you treat people. Because it is those persons that you mistreat that cause you. To miss your blessings. (laughs) I hope you all got that. And until the next podcast upload. Have a beautiful blessed night. God bless. I love you all. Bye for now.